This program is sponsored by Wicked, Chronic, and Natick, Massachusetts. Located on 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9. They can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. Listening to the Dead TV Podcast, podcast dedicated to all the canceled TV series and science fiction, fantasy, and horror genre. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mr. Seneca. And this is episode 99 of the Dead TV Podcast. However, if you're on iTunes, it's going to say that this is episode 100. The reason why is because if you go all the way down to the bottom of iTunes, the first the episode the of I- on iTunes is going to be the introduction for the show. It's not the first episode of the podcast. This is episode 99. <laughs> Mistress Zeneca has the episode synopsis for us of the first episode of the evening. However, first, we both went to IHOP at different times. I had the omelet pulled pork thing. In fact, I had to have them do it, like, separately. I saw it in the picture, and I was a bit terrified that it was going to come out like a mess from IHOP, because sometimes these cooks are not professional chefs. Yeah. So I have to say, I, though, that the omelet was the best-tasting part. Okay, so I had it disassembled, and I packed it together myself. I asked them, cook everything, just put it in different containers. You don't have to put it together. In fact, I thought that would save them the trouble, you know what I mean? You don't have to make it look pretty. I'll do it myself when I get home. I just got to want to take a look at it, because it looks very interesting. And they did, and it was fine, because I've never had pulled pork with egg before. I didn't have anything else. I'm going to go back there some other time. I might have the hot chocolate sometime, but everything else just looks like it was made of frosting. However, if you want an in-depth review, stay tuned real quick. At the end of the episode, Mr. Zeneca will talk about the food at IHOP of the Adams Family, connected to the movie, coming out October 11th. For now, Mr. Zeneca has the episode stops us for us about Ophelia's romance. Ophelia Finds Romance, originally aired January 28th, 1996, or <laughs> 1966. Uh, Morticia's sister, Ophelia Frump, falls madly in love with Horatio Bartholomew, but the Adamses believe him to be a fraud. Meanwhile, Morticia attempts to rejuvenate cousin It's past romance with Ophelia. This is an interesting one because, of course, we've got Carolyn Jones playing both roles of Ophelia and Morticia. Yeah, uh, which she's done before, twice. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, she quite enjoyed that role. But I noticed in this episode, Ophelia weren't, wasn't acting as excitable as she usually does, uh, and she was kind of muted, and that's just because she was so madly in love with this Mr. Bartholomew, and I guess she just wasn't herself. Yeah, is it just me, or does Ophelia, uh, does, um, 
Carolyn look curvier in the Orphelia dress than she does in the black gown that she's always wearing as Morticia. I think she looks far more curvier in the Morticia gown. I don't know. Just sometimes it seems like in certain angles that as Ophelia, she's got more curves and more bust going on. But maybe that's just, I don't know, the way I'm just seeing it. Maybe. I mean, it could be I, like I, the position and, I, and the way the, the Ophelia's outfit is kind of a white or off-white, and then it's kind of drapey on her. I think so. in the black dress or whatever, she just looks incredibly skinny. Of course. That's how Charles Adams' drawing was, incredibly skinny. And that's why she looks like a ghoul in the new cartoon. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very much so. Um, I mean, she looks just gaunt and dead. It looks like if Gomez fucked her, it would break her in half. <laughs> in, the, in the new animated film? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've already said that I don't really like the new animation style and just how skinny and fat things are, you know, the... Oh, but I shouldn't shame a woman's body! Of course, she's a fucking cartoon, so I don't care, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's like the tiny wrist, the tiny neck, the big, huge heads. You know, Gomez is super fat. But, yeah, I don't really like the artistic style. And that dress on the character in the animated film, because of the stylistic way, it is super, super thin. The one thing I'm going to point out from the actor who plays Ophelia's uh, love interest, uh, I did remember him because it like, was dawning on me like crazy that he was Joe Wilson in This Island Earth, which is kind of interesting, which is a uh, MST3K famous movie. Howard Hawks, the original The Thing, as in, like, you know, the which was remade into John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, he was also in Happy Days, Smoke. Yeah. Uh, I remember him mostly as the Scottish minister from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, yeah, he was in that. Yeah, which was the last movie he did before he passed away. 1993. 10 years, 1993, and then he passed away 10 years later. So that was literally the last thing he ever did. But he had a career going all the way back to the 40s, so who knows? I mean, he uh, probably invested his money well and didn't overspend his budget and retired the last 10 years of his life. Hopefully so. Yeah, which is clearly what it seems to be. So, But um, this guy cracks me up. I also love how different, many different ways Ophelia is trying to get a hold of uh, Morticia, who can't sing. <laughs> and she obviously also can't play violin and a whole bunch of other stuff, but... Um... Mr. Uh, Barth, uh, Bartholomew is actually so madly in love with her and loves when she does judo, you know, flipping him over. I think there is actually a line in the, um, in the episode where Morticia is trying to seduce him, you know, which is a bit later in the episode. Um, they're tr- he, she's trying to seduce him, and he says, Mrs. Adams, you're beautiful, charming, cultured, talented, intelligent, witty, rich, and completely feminine. You're just not my type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect in all ways, just not for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which is funny because Gomez gets all pissed. He's like, how dare you, sir? That is my wife. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's just offended that she's not everyone's type. The second richest man in the world he is? Apparently so. Apparently so, because Gomez made a call to... Brad and Dunn Street to try to uh, find out, uh, sorry, Dunn and Brad Street to find out uh, if, if this guy is rich. And it surprised me more to hear Dunn and Brad Street on the Adams Family because Dunn and Brad Street is currently today the premier uh, business credit reporting agency. So their top competitors like Experian, Experian TransUnit, Equifax, Info Group, ADP, you know, those are all the big um, competitors, but Dun Bradstreet is like uh, the 800-pound gorilla in the industry. So it, I can understand how Gomez would think that since he called up them and they found nothing on him, 
then you know he's automatically fake. He doesn't have a credit report for a business, and he is the second most you know richest person in the world, and that wouldn't make sense. Misunderstanding, I can see, but they should have also dug a little deep. He is from Europe, after all. So who was the second second richest man in the world as of 1966? Oh man, I didn't pull up that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pull it up real quick. We'll pause, and I uh, I will mute my mic so I know where the. Um... Okay, it looks like uh, Fortune's Wealthiest Americans in 1957, which is as close to the 1966 as I can find here, that um, the second richest person in the world at that time was a Mrs. Mellon Bruce, the former Elisa Mellon, New York, New York, inherited wealth of the Mellon Bank and Gulf Oil Company, Alcoa. The, fir- the top uh, richest person was Jean-Paul Getty. So, yeah, he's way up there. John Paul Getty, like as in the Getty crime family, Gotti. No, John Paul Getty, as in the owner of the museum that's up in the Los Angeles mountains. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So, well, that was all the notes I have for this uh, episode. It went by pretty quick. Hello. All right. That's all the okay. time. That's all the time. That's all the notes I have for this episode. This episode actually pretty much went by pretty quick. Take a quick break. Yeah. And we'll come back with uh, Pugsley's allowance on the Dead TV podcast. Afternoon, everybody. Ryan! How's that baby treating you, Mr. Daly? Like Thanos, snapping his fingers at my bank account. In that case, how about a beer on the house? Sure. Got to give my mouth something to do between podcasts. Say, Ryan, I don't get how you have so much time for podcasting. Doesn't your wife want you spending time with the baby? Would you? Truth is, I think she's a little worried about how much time I'm spending with the kid, ever since his first words were Dagobah system. <laughs> now she wants me to go out and do something mature, something productive, and most of all, something lucrative that can support the family. So you're going to... Podcast about cheers, yeah. <laughs> that kid's not going to start college for 18 years. I got time. <laughs> cheers cast. The podcast where everybody knows your name. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Network. And we're back with Pugsley's Allowance on the Dead TV Podcast. Pugsley's Allowance, originally aired February 4th, 1966. Pugsley wants to find a job to the horror of his parents. Mm. That's it. Pretty much straight to the point with that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Adams. The Adams have never worked. Gomez doesn't have a job. I mean, I guess, again, because they're independently wealthy due to Adams family money. Well, they, they didn't say that they don't get jobs. They just don't work. So he said managerial or supervisor, sure, but you know, not the actual labor. An allowance of $200 a week? You know they're rich for a 10-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially in uh, 1966, like $200 is something like um, – $1,600, because it's an 8.1 times. I looked up um, a contest that Rod Sterling won in uh, 1955. He won $500, which in today's money is about five grand, hmm. Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah, almost about five grand for a contest he won in 19, uh, 1950-something, a uh, writing contest, and then he got a trip to New York with it as well. Yeah, in this episode, Pugsley tries on a lot of a lot of occupations, but like a rich kid, he just jumps in right at the top of the ladder, expecting that he'll be accepted. You know, he 
jumps into surgery with a scalpel in his hand, even though he has got no formal training. He wants to work in the bank vault, so he tunnels into a bank vault because uh, he wanted to be the vice president at that bank, and he kept getting thrown out of the office. This is kind of the problem with rich kids and their and their and their parents. The parent is always trying to put them in a job that they have a fair amount of control in. And Pusley's wanting to get on a job on his own merit, but because he's so used to getting like the high treatment and just expectation of you know everything, that he just expects to get the top job. Yeah, and he also tries to get a booking job as a bookie. Yep. Which is kind of funny. The scalpel thing, the one was, I thought, the funniest. Yeah, with, uh, with that one, the Dr. Bird was the name, and the amount of furious anger that the doctor has on his face as he's trying to explain to the Adamses that him going into the operating room is not cool, and they're just not getting it. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, that actor, uh, Jack Collins... His face, oh my god, that that moment was great in the entire episode. We have many uh, guests in this episode, Parley Baird, Natalie Masters, Jack Collins, Robert Carson, Tim Herbert. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention last episode, Ophelia ends up marrying Cousin It, which I guess is not really incest because she is a frump and he is an Adams. But no, whatever. she didn't actually marry him. Oh, I thought they were you going know, to get married. They, they got together at the very end, but then, you know, it just didn't work out. Oh. And then now she was with a, uh, what was it, um, a, a guy that thinks he's Napoleon. Right. And they it. find that to be a perfect match because she's kind of crazy too. Got it. These uh, multiple guest stars have IMDb credits kind of all over the place from films like Dave and License to Drive to The Young and the Restless to Dallas. The, everyone's been on Dallas. Uh, the Incredible Hulk TV series, Project UFO, Adam-12, um, My Three Sons. A lot of guest stars in this episode. Probably the most. You usually only have one or two people who come out of the Adams Family's lives, and we got like six, five in this episode. Yeah, because Pugsley just keeps going on and on, you know, until we see Mr. Henson again. Right. Because they... Still live next door. A bit of uh, continu uh, continuity there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Batman TV series, Lucy's show. Anyway, so moving on. So Pugsley wants to get a job because he doesn't want to just get the allowance, which is like ridiculous. Um, and of course, Wednesday is going to be his sec his assistant, which is pretty funny. It's admirable. He wants to earn his own money. That's cool. Yeah. So Wednesday, you know, pushing him into it. You know, in the little sister manipulative role, which is good. I like that. Admirable. But since he gets turned down from everything, they take up a job with Mr. Henson. And they do exactly what he wants, but it's not what he wants. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Henson said that to get rid of everything in the attic, clean the car inside and out, and trim, trim, trim the hedge. So they did that. So they exploded the attic. So there's nothing there. They put water on the inside of the car, so it it was technically clean, and they trimmed the hedge into some sort of artistic rendering, some hedge art, which was actually quite good. Right. And upon the conclusion of the episode, there's this little snafu where Mr. Henson is wanting to sue Gomez and Gomez countersues for you know child labor laws, and then you know Mr. Henson goes, oh, I don't want to sue, nothing, you know, everything. And then finds that we find out that Mr. Hansen is close to bankruptcy, and so Gomez takes the house off their hands because he can't resist a clean attic uh, for $25,000. So that's a good hunk of money, and then Mr. Hansen just, you know, 
applies them with praise. And this concludes the episode. Yeah, another one that pretty much went by pretty fast. Yeah, but also in this episode, we do find uh, Morticia and Gomez doing a bit of bondage, you know, the tying up with ropes and chains, and he was like that for a good portion of the episode. Yeah, they uh, they admit they do this, uh, they've done this before, probably part of their, uh, you know, nightly uh, activities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he even eats while he's, you know, tied up in the bounds. But the uh, the 25000 in today's money is, you know, about 200000 so it's a pretty good amount for that house. For, uh, yeah, which will go right to his college tuition. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, Adams are nothing if not charitable. Mm, that's true. They try. Every, at every turn, they try. They may not quite understand what is really going on, but, you know, they, they give until it hurts, as they said in, in the auction episode. Definitely. That's pretty much all the notes I have for this one. This one was a very simple plot. You know, the hilarity ensues at every moment of, of Pugsley trying to get job after job. But, you know, it's pretty straightforward. And in this episode, just like the past episode that we um, that we reviewed on this uh, podcast, Gomez actually speaks French, and he turns himself on. And uh, I think that's something that um, hasn't really happened in any other episodes beyond these two. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. Because he sets himself off saying, Cherchez la femme, and then so much so that he breaks out of his bonds in order to kiss Morticia's arm. Yeah, so. definitely loosely tied, taped together ropes in the back or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those bonds are pretty uh, pretty good on them with uh, the chains and all that. So, yeah, but he just breaks out of them just to kiss her arm. So, as we said at the end of the episode, there will be uh, Mr. Seneca's description of the Adams Family food at the IHOP. I guess it's not going to be happening at McDonald's. But two yeah, restaurants can do food tie-ins at the same time because I, I know that's happened. So there might still be something at McDonald's. I haven't seen anything yet. And we're coming up closer to the weeks the movie's coming out, and usually tie-ins at McDonald's happen at least a couple weeks ahead of it. So... I don't know entirely if that's happening yet, but again, at IHOP, they're having special meals of the Adams Family. She went there and tried them all. Stay tuned for that. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Don't forget, next week is the 100th episode of the Dead TV Podcast, and we have nothing Yay. special planned. <laughs> <laughs> Just more of the Adams Family. More of the Adams Family, honestly, but we'll make a big deal about it being the 100th episode. We might have John Addison on. No, that's not happening. No, that's we not tried. happening. That's just, we can't, we just don't know who to contact. We, uh, the information we were given by somebody just unfortunately is not uh, actually connected to him anymore, if it ever was. So, so I don't know. Thanks. We'll try to make it special. Unless we can get a hold of Lisa Loring. <laughs> 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 yeah, and if and if McDonald's toys and more merch comes out, we'll be sure to mention it. Yeah, there's uh, pictures up on Facebook right now, the Dead TV Podcast Facebook, of Adam's Family Merchandise at Halloween City, which is Party City's Halloween outlet. Mm-hmm. So go there, check those out. There's a lot of Halloween Adam's Family costumes in theater and in, in stores right now because of the movie, So and there will be other merchandise coming out. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can at thatradiohorror at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Adam's Family Fan Club online. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And check out now Mr. Seneca's review of the Adam's Family food at IHOP. IHOP's Adam's Family menu. It's dreadfully delicious. So I got a chance to actually have everything on this menu. I suppose IHOP was trying to recreate the success that Denny's had with their Lord of the Rings or Hobbit menus, but there's a big difference between what Denny's offers and what IHOP is offering now, and that's really the size of the menu and the diversity. The Denny's menu was big, sporting several entrees and breakfast. The IHOP Adams Family menu is actually five items. Wednesday's web cakes, our fluffy signature buttermilk pancakes topped with cupcake icing webbed with Hershey's chocolate syrup and topped with violet whipped topping. 
Then there's Morticia's Haunted Hot Chocolate. Toasted marshmallow hot chocolate topped with violet whipped topping and a drizzle of Hershey's chocolate syrup. Uncle Fester's Chocolate Ice Cream Shake. Our haunted house-made Hershey's Chocolate Ice Cream Shake with violet whipped topping. So good it will make you shiver. The Kooky Kiss Combo. One Wednesday web cake served with one scrambled egg, one bacon strip, and one pork sausage link. It's a kid's meal. And finally, Gomez's Green Chili Omelette. Marinated pulled pork, jack and cheddar cheese, fire roasted peppers and onions, and green chili sauce topped with sour cream. Served with three buttermilk pancakes or your choice of side. Made with a splash of buttermilk and wheat pancake batter. First of all, when IHOP says violet whipped topping, this is not whipped cream. This is violet frosting. It's good tasting frosting, but it's still frosting. It has a heavy sugar content. Morticia's hot chocolate was good. It was very sweet. That marshmallow flavoring that they add to it, I suppose, and a deep purple color that was very heavily dyed. It tasted good, but it was super sweet. I couldn't even finish the entire cup. Fester's ice cream shake tasted as if it was vanilla ice cream that was mixed with Hershey's syrup. So it had a very, very heavy syrup flavor. It wasn't mixed with any other flavors or complex flavors. It was just that. I ended up ordering the Cookie Kids combo because the Wednesday web cakes were part of that, so I didn't have to order two different things. The Wednesday web cake is basically a layer of white cupcake frosting with some Hershey syrup that's been pulled into a web fashion and then a dollop of the violet frosting in the middle. The cakes themselves don't have any additional flavors, so it's only the top layer that got any of the additional decoration. And I do mean decoration. Although it was very sweet, it did not have any flavor at all. Oh, but when I got to the green chili omelet, oh my god, that was delicious. It is actually the only item that I would actually order again. The pulled pork was delicious, although it was a little on the bland side, which was okay because of the fire-roasted peppers and onions and the combination of the cheeses and the green chili sauce really brought it all together. I think that's an item they should have on their menu all the time. At the table, there's a QR code that you can enter with your phone, and it takes you to a website that'll allow you to do some selfies with the animated characters. Hmm, it's all right. They're really not good frames or attractive pictures. I left IHOP a little disappointed, but uh, what was I expecting from IHOP? They really only created one good item and then just fancied up some of the other stuff they had. Certainly nothing to write home about. So I'll end it there. And that's it for the Dead TV Podcast, part of the Radio Horror Network.